Hello, and welcome to day 15 of A Year of War and Peace. I'm Logan. I'm Brett. And today we'll be talking about Volume 1, Part 1, Chapter 15, The Dinner Party. The Dinner Party begins. A big guest is being awaited at the, the beginning. Dread Dragon. Maria Dmitrievna Akrosimov. Dude, I need to be introduced as the Dreaded Dragon the next time I show up to like a party or something. Yeah. The Come on. <laughs> the, the, being called the Dreaded Dragon, but everyone loves you mm-hmm. is and awesome. Fear, and fears you in equal respect. I need, I, she reminds me of like a teacher that's like very hard, but by the end of the year, you're mm-hmm. obsessed with them a little bit yeah, and yeah. like love their class and is your favorite class. My senior year English teacher for AP Lit at the first part of the year, she was so hard. But by the end of the year, that was my favorite class and she's one of my mm-hmm. favorite teachers. But I was, she was, she was my dreaded dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but she's awesome. If she's listening to this, hi. <laughs> hi. You know who you are. Yes, we're uh, the whole. We're still at the Rostovs. They're waiting to go in for dinner, but they're waiting for the arrival of Maria Dmitrievna. Yes, who's they a are big, big deal here in Moscow huge. and Petersburg. Says in Moscow and Petersburg, she's a huge. Maybe, maybe she. Force, I think that if she nature. met with Napoleon, the war might be resolved. Yeah. She, takes she might fix. She might fix it. Grab him by the ear, shake yeah. him around. <laughs> Dude, she shakes Pierre around. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the same thing. It's talking to Napoleon at this point. But before she gets here, we meet Berg in person. Yeah, in the flesh, in Lieutenant the Berg. Flesh. He's discussing with a, another officer, I think, Shinshin. Yes, and they are discussing the benefits of being. They're both in the military. Yeah, and Berg is new, so Shinshin is an old veteran officer. He's talking to him about the benefits of being in. Shinshin is in the cavalry, and yes. Berg has joined the guards, the so he's guards. part of the infantry. So they're having Berg a little, is- you know. You know, different he's, military group. He's such a gomer. He's a what? A gomer. What is that? Do you know what that is? Like a like a a gomer is a military slang. I did not know this. How appropriate. Um, is uh, an inept or stupid colleague, especially a trainee. But a gomer is like it's usually someone who's like a little bit dorky, but is trying really hard to be cool and mm. like have other people think that they're important and take them seriously. He's like he's like. Like the film school graduate on his first set, who really, yes. who really wants to make sure exactly. everyone knows that exactly. he knows what's He's the going film on. school graduate that's like a little bit too into the projects he did in college. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. that is that is who Berg is. I get. I, I'm catching. That's I'm very specific up, to our like. Translate that to whatever our to life, whatever field but, you work in. Yeah, translate that. Basically, like a newbie who thinks that they know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going back and forth. For the dialogue here, little note about names. Berg is also referred to as Alphonse Karlich, and Shinshin is also referred to by Berg as Pyotr Nikolaitch. Dude, he needs to start going by Alphonse. <laughs> he is doing himself no favors by going by Berg. Like, you say some guy's named Berg, and I, I, I picture this guy. Like, I, this is who I picture. He needs to start going by Alphonse. He needs to, he needs to, to switch that around. Hey, man, you don't, you don't get to choose your, your call sign, man. The other pilots pick it for you. Berg. Bergman. <laughs> so, Maria arrives. Yes, Maria Dmitrievna arrives. Pierre arrives first, continues to Pierre it up a little Dude, bit. Dude, he's... He's being sassy, but unintentionally. I think he's just looking for Boris, <laughs> low key. Like he's he's answering the Rostovs and Anna Mikhailovna in like one sentence syllables. I my brain immediately goes, oh, he's looking for Boris. <laughs> 
So then the Mario Dmitrievna gets there and she immediately makes herself known, takes control of the whole room. She's a she is the the point of interest and focus as soon as she arrives. She goes to Natasha and gives Natasha a couple of little uh earrings and calls Natasha a Cossack. Yes. And if you don't know a Cossack, the Cossacks were free or a group of free peasants living in southern Russia, renowned for their wild behavior. Mm. So they're sort of a cultural ethnic group within russia that's a little bit more they're very i think that they're very i don't know if they're nomadic but they're very like tied to horses i think Mm. like they're horse riders and they're warriors they're they're a significant like skirmishing fighting corps in the russian army are the cossacks they're like a dreaded foe for enemies of russia at the time where they're cossack forces so they're sort of like a not tribal might not be the right word but a more feeling maybe militant Militant, it's like a militant nomadic, society. tribal, yeah. like a step people maybe is what I'm yeah. looking for. And so she's, according to the end notes, she is affectionately calling Natasha a savage. So she's sort of calling her... <laughs> <laughs> she's calling her like a wild girl, basically. We also have another really um, funny... Funny, funny, sad, like analogy here, not analogy, but phrase that I just, I I noted in my book, but didn't note in my notes when I was flipping through. I just found it. When Pierre first arrives, they say he was an embarrassment, but only he was unaware of it. Yeah. That line, I actually wanted to cry. I felt so bad for him. Pierre. I, I love Pierre. Even though he's a little stupid and a little rude and like a little too into Napoleon, he's just, just like me. He's hyper fixated. He's literally me, guys. Like, I don't ever want to be perceived like that. <laughs> and I don't think Pierre does either. I just don't think he cares that much. Oh, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. That's going to be the intro to one of our episodes one of these days. <laughs> I also like the note. I did make the note that uh, Maria Dmitrievna always used Russian was noted yes, here. I said, it was. I, I thought that, I that was very a, interesting. She's a true patriot. Old school Russian patriot. Because later in this chapter... This chapter, yeah, you have the the notation of Shinshin um, using a mix of Russian, like very um, like Russian slang, almost mixed in with like elevated French. Mm-hmm. And so, I think the the notation of language and how it's used and who's using what mm-hmm. says a lot about their characters and sort of like the authority that they hold. Whereas French was viewed as being part of, you know, high society and being important. Right. The most important person in the room that everyone's waiting for arrive is only speaking in Russian. Right. Right. But for, and French is also Western, right? It's a part of like the idea of Russian Westernization. So that sort of suggests that Maria Dmitrievna is like an old school Russian Russian. Because you also have – it's interesting. The, the westernization – I'd like to know more about this element of, of this Russian period because you also have, like, a lot of characters who are, like, not Russian. Like, there's, like, French – like, there was the French Viscount and the there's Italian Abbey. There's a lot of Germans. And there's the Ger- Germans. Germans abound in this So book. many Germans. Um, I also would like to know the borders of Russia at this time. I think a little further west. I think they included Ukraine and Belarus. Oh, so they weren't – they weren't along the the German border. No. Um – Closer, but not along, not yeah. bordering. I think I think it was Russia, then Poland, then Germany. Although I don't actually, actually, we should look at a map. The Czech Republic currently, right now, touches the border with Germany. Okay, so I pulled up a map. 
Germany was on a state at this time. The state of Germany does not exist what is at it? this period. Uh, there is a kingdom of Prussia at, oh, uh, at this time. We're not at, right, we're not right, at right, Germany right. yet. Napoleon will soon found the Confederation of the Rhine, which could be considered the first German state, but he hasn't done that yet. So at this time, we have Prussia and Austria. And yes, the Empire of Russia is bordering both Prussia, Prussia and, and Austria. Austria. Poland Poland has been partitioned between the three of them. So Poland does not exist. Ukraine does not exist. None of those Eastern European yeah, countries, countries exist. We go, it's, so it's, it's Russia. Then to the, their immediate west are Prussia and Austria. So the Germans would all be from Prussia... Austria. Or from Austria or from the Holy Roman Empire that Austria controls mm-hmm. and, is, and is lord over. The Holy Roman Empire is still around? Yes. Uh, Napoleon will dismantle it after this war. Who's the last Roman emperor? No, 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 no. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire. Oh, oh, oh. Of it, of unre- of unrelated. The, as in the Catholic. Yes. Unrelated political entity. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, the, I mean. The, Ro- the Roman Empire in both iterations. I was going to say. East and West have both, have both fallen yeah. by now. But the Holy Roman Empire, an unrelated political entity, <laughs> is still Not active, in, active in Europe. Yes, the Pope. And the current, whoever the current emperor of Austria is, is the current emperor. Who's the current king of England? George III is the current king of England. Oh. Yeah. So a basic political overview of the major national players yes. in Europe right now. Important. We have Britain, the United Kingdom, the French Empire under Napoleon. We have the Kingdom of Spain and Portugal, which aren't really relevant to us, but are here. More relevant to us are the Kingdom of Prussia and the Empire of Austria slash the Holy Roman Empire, unrelated to Rome, the classic Roman Empire. Yes. And then the Empire of Russia in the Far East. Significantly different from our European map, there is no Germany and there is no Italy at this time. Both of those Areas are made up of small duchies and principalities that are ruled over by the Holy Roman Empire. Duchies. Sorry, Duchy guys. Or duchies. Duchies. So the Holy Roman Empire is currently in control of what will become Germany and Italy. Yes. Napoleon will make the first national German, Italian, and Polish states during his conquests. Come on, French boy. <laughs> Anywho, so that is that is our basic European geopolitical overview. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot of different languages. <laughs> there are a lot of different languages, a lot of different people uh, going on at the time. And then, uh, okay, so Maria Dmitrievna comes in. Yes. She gives Natasha a gift, calls her a Cossack, and then she scolds Pierre, gives him a ribbing, gives him a real tongue lashing for yeah. his behavior in, in Petersburg uh, and while his father is on his deathbed. That was just brutal. Very I brutal. also fully misinterpreted this part because um, they just use a lot of pronouns instead of using people's names. Yeah. Um, and I thought that Natasha was giving Pierre a tongue lashing. And so I wrote in my notes, imagine being nearly 20, being scolded at by the 13-year-old girlfriend of the guy you're obsessed with. <laughs> and <laughs> I learned that it was actually, in fact, not Natasha. Big old MD. Big old Dread Dragon. Big old Dread Dragon. And then they all head in to dinner. I noted something interesting when they go to dinner, that the Count leads the way with Maria Dmitrievna, followed by the Countess. Yeah. Okay, Loki, this is just speculation. I thought that him and the him and Mariana, Maria were having an affair. Ooh, interesting. This Does is, Maria have a strong bond? They have a they strong something relationship. something going on. I don't know if Maria's that's Maria's either gay or they're having an affair. <laughs> Everyone sits down for dinner. Sorry, guys. 
Just gotta speak the truth here. Everybody sits down for dinner. We get a little overview. We get a big, ginormous paragraph overviewing everyone going to sit down for dinner. The children are all sitting together. We get kind of an overview of where everyone's at. The yeah. boys are at one table. The, the girls, girls are, are at the, the other, other table, table with the children. At the other end of the table. And just so you have an idea of scale, this is about like an 80 to 100 person dinner. This is a This is big so, event. imagine all the people chewing at once. I think I would leave, guys. <laughs> Nikolai sits with Julie Kerrigan. Oh! While Sonia has to sit with the kids. Dude, fuck Julie Kerrigan. <laughs> Julie Kerrigan, I'm not her biggest fan. Let me just put it that way. At some point, I, Nikolai's got to be at fault, though. The first one, I no, can forgive. No, because I'm also not Nikolai's biggest fan. Mm. I just feel I feel really bad for Sonia. But I also struggle to feel bad for Sonia because that's your cousin, girl. Like, that's your cousin. Ew! I don't know why I'm so caught up on this, but something about it just feels so wrong. The cousin thing. And it feels like they know it's wrong. And so I just can't, like, I can't, I can't sit here and just feel bad for them. (laughs) It's so brutal. All right, well, Nikolai's going off to war, so you don't have to, you only have to endure it for for a little longer. (laughs) Brett and I were reading earlier, and I went... I kind of hope Nikolai dies so that they don't have to get married. I don't wish that. That's a horrible thing to say. And I would never say something like that. But you also should never marry your first cousin. This is true. And then Pierre and Boris sit together. Yes. So, homies. Best friends. Best friend. he, He's made up his mind. He's going to make friends with this guy. They're best friends. And then, and then, yeah, they all sit down to dinner, basically. Um, uh, Berg puts on the moves. Oh, yes. He talks to Vera. Um, with a tender smile that love is not an earthly emotion, but a heavenly one. Ooh. Berg. The Rizzler. The Rizzler alert. Rizzler alert. And then at the very end, we have a little shot of a of a German tutor who is just fascinated by all yeah. of the... He, he, he's, it, it's not that he wants to consume as much as he can so we can write back to his friends at home about his experience in Russia. And then the butler doesn't give him wine, wine. and he's upset because he was curious to see what it tasted like. He doesn't even really care about the wine that much. He's just a very curious guy. Oh, that was a funny thing to include at the end yeah. for like three I feel sentences. like I feel like that really like paints a picture though of just the sheer amount of and mixture of people who yeah, are sitting yeah, at this table. True. Like you have you have the the count and the the countess and the Shinshin, and then you also have like Berg and Vera who like feel like they don't really belong. Mm. And then you have the German tutor and the kids. Like there's just such a it's wide a huge, it's a huge The kids are crazy. Yeah. Huge vast events here but you also have this weird scene between natasha boris and pierre Mm. where uh natasha i really did love this description natasha sitting opposite gazed at boris as girls of 13 gaze at a boy they have just kissed for the first time and with whom they are in love like it's so it's such like a a girlish like childish description of this like very raw and pure emotion that she is the 13 year old kissing a 17 year old but like this feeling of having a crush for the first time and Mm -hmm. you know you read books and you're told stories about like being in love and you have this like rush of emotion and i think i think that that description is very sweet yeah i like that but on the next page (gasps) sometimes the same gaze found its way to pierre and the look on the excited little girl's amused face made him feel like laughing too though he just couldn't have said why so weird. Interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with that information. 
but it feels important. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why, but I circled it because I was like, that's just so weird and specific yeah. to write down. Yeah. Then you asked, I think you asked a couple chapters back, you, you were wondering what Pierre thought of Natasha or what Pierre's opinions on yeah, Natasha maybe. would be. Because so he had been like to the maybe Rostovs. he doesn't really know her because it refers to her in the narration as this excited little girl i mean i think or like know her well at least yeah yeah, yeah. well because he's been abroad and so she was like what 11 10 when he left so yeah. so she's they're sort of in different and very age different groups, i so, mean so boris i mean yeah this is true. but they're they're in very different i guess going abroad and then being raised so he probably knew of her it's probably the first time that he's seeing her as, as kind like of a, like a as, sentient human being as but that and also, not just like a literal child. but also definitely part of like the social life and the social circle in a way that's more than oh being right. countess rostov's daughter yeah 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 but yeah i thought that that was interesting. it is interesting and then dinner dinner continues dinner begins Time for you to give me... Time to rank! Oh, ranking. Oh, ranking. Um, you have the whole gamut of characters to choose from here. I have literally here. almost everyone. Whatever you, whatever you want. Oh, God. Okay, I want Boris, Berg, Nikolai, and Pierre. We'll go with, like, the... Okay. The, the young men. The, the young men. The love interests. Okay. And we'll go... Least to most likely to pass a note in class that says, do you have a crush on me? Yes or no. <laughs> Nikolai's the most likely. Really? Because he wrote, like, he's regretting the poetry I was going to say, she's, he is transcribing he's poetry. transcribing the poetry and stuff. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like, yeah. I think... Pierre is too nervous to even do that. Dude, I don't think Pierre would know when someone has a crush on no. him. Pierre's for the girls. <laughs> the girls being me. And then between Berg and Boris, I'd I'd put Berg over Boris. I, w- I agree with so you. So I would go most to least likely. Yeah. I would say Nikolai, Berg, Boris, Pierre. Dude, Berg is over there whispering in Vera's ear how love is a heavenly emotion. Yeah, he like, don't need no, he don't need he no fucking notes. He doesn't need his notes. Yeah, Berg is low because he doesn't need a note. Pierre is low because he wouldn't even, he doesn't even know how to write a note. Berg is putting his arm around your shoulder and going, hey, you ever see a dead rose? <laughs> he's trying to teach you how to, he's teaching you how to play golf by wrapping his arms around you to show you the form. <laughs> he's just bringing, he's bringing his guitar around nonchalantly. <laughs> Berg is Ken from the Barbie movie. <laughs> Berg is playing his guitar at you. Berg has a I am Knuff sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's all we have time for today. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.